Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Spine and Rehab Specialist Podcast. So today I have with me Trevor Vitito. Welcome, Trevor. Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for having me here. Oh, absolutely. So I'm going to think that everybody kind of knows who you are, but let's go kind of go over it anyway. I mean, if you're from El Paso, if you follow Utah football or college football, then you, you know, we definitely heard your name. So, so Trevor was the quarterback for the Utah Miners. Oh, that's been over 10 years ago, right? It's what? been some time. Yeah, I actually finished. I played from 2007 to 2010. Okay. And that was my last season. So pretty much set every quarterback record that was possible, I think? Pretty much. There's a couple that, that I won't discuss, right? But for, for, <laughs> for the most part, I pretty much have all of the records there at UTEP on offense. So yep. pretty yep. exciting. So you followed up you know, Jordan Palmer, who set all those records, and then right. you came in and bang, you know, wiped them all out. And I think when you were done at UTEP, you, had, you, know, you were like number 14, 15 in the country and passing yards and you know all time you know in the country you know passing yards and touchdowns and a couple of other categories i think yeah for sure so you know i was i was lucky enough to have my opportunity to come out to utep and i played in a high school program that didn't throw the football but i had a great running back i had a great team and um you know i actually got recruited to utep from the coaches the price staff coming to my state championship game in 2005 to watch some of my other teammates and they see me in pregame throwing the ball around throwing the ball around they're like oh this guy can throw the ball well, I didn't ever throw the ball like during the game. So my, my numbers and stats weren't like the other guys in the area. So I wasn't really highly recruited, but um, they took a chance, brought me out here. And I, you know, I fell in love with the idea of Price and his success that he had at Washington State and, you know, his ability to try and bring that here. And I was looking at my future of where it could possibly end up and being able to come in and kind of get under Jordan Palmer's wing was a, was a great opportunity to learn from someone that one has a brother in the NFL that's making, um, big big things happened in cincinnati you know with carson palmer and him being able to pass that information on to jordan mm -hmm. and thinking that he can possibly pass it on to me and so you know jordan really took me under his wing whenever i came in and he really opened it up and said you know i feel like you're going to be able to break all my records you have the ability and lucky enough i you know i was able to stay healthy i had the guys on my team to be able to help me make the plays and you know the numbers show that it's my name whenever i finish my career at, you know like you said 14 overall in ncaa which is a great accomplishment to yeah. have and um but it, it wouldn't have happened without the, the guys around me. You know, um, I had the ability to throw the ball, see the defense, but it's still getting the ball in other people's hands and let them use their abilities and abilities to make plays. So um, great opportunity for my career at UTEP. Very thankful for it. And uh, life does move on after that. You know, so uh, once I finished up football uh, at UTEP, I had an opportunity to play with the Chicago Bears. Uh, I was with them my first year out of out of college and behind Jay Cutler. Mm -hmm. uh, I was released from there in Chicago that year, and uh, I actually, this is kind of my thing that I'll take to the grave with me is that I. Oh, I, I think I know what you're going to say, and I, I you know, okay, go for it, go okay, for it, go so for it. I was technically Peyton Manning's replacement yes. on the Colts yes. whenever he got released from them. So that was kind of a cool story. He was having his press conference with all of the media about them releasing him after all the years and everything there. And um, so they released him at about noon and then at about two 30 while they were doing the press conference, I was in the back working out and then about two 30, they ended up signing me uh, as a quarterback. And I was the only quarterback on the, on the roster for like two weeks. Then we got in, a, um, we brought in a, a veteran player and then we ended up drafting Andrew Luck. And so the rest is history from there. But sure. once my, once my career was done, I, I moved back here, came back to El Paso, um, started up my own business with direct TV, um, did that for four years and kind of took me around. It was, a. Uh, 
I don't know if you guys have ever like walked into Costco or walked into Sam's Club mm-hmm. and there's a direct TV person trying to switch you over from your current CV service to direct TV or they're probably doing now AT&T. Yeah. But at the time I used to run the business there as well. So um, it was an opportunity to try and give other people management skills at being able to run a kiosk and new client acquisition, stuff yeah. like that. And It's kind of interesting, isn't it? So you go from... You know, so you set you know, all these records at UTEP, and, and you're like one of the top quarterbacks in the country. Actually, I, I checked it out, and you're still like in the top 30 all time, you know, in, in some of these categories. I mean, you're ahead of like a Patrick Mahomes, a Drew Brees, and, and things like that. You know, so you get on an NFL team, and that's everybody, you know, everybody that plays college football is probably their dream, right? Play right. in the NFL. Right. You know, and I think even at UTEP, when you have 100 plus, you know, guys on the team, 99 of them think they're going to play in the NFL. For sure. And, and you know, you were there, right? And and you were you were close to getting big in the NFL. But, you know, guess what? It didn't work out. And, of course, the majority of people is not going to work out. Because if you look at how many, like, how many professional, you know, football players are there, you know, 32 teams with, you know, 60, 70, 70 guys, 70 people, you know. Right. So, I mean, that's a little over 2,000 people that play professional, you know, professional football. That's not a whole lot. I look at my profession, physical therapy, I think we have 300,000, you know, and they all make, you know, a good living. Right, for but sure. But when you look at, a, you know, a sport like football, you have 2,000 that make, you know, some of them make an awesome living. But everybody beyond that, guess what? Life move, you know, moves on, right? Well, you think about how many kids are on each program and growing up. So it's not even thinking about just at the collegiate level trying to make it to the NFL, but it's all these younger kids that are playing peewee football in junior high and into high school that have aspirations of trying to make it professionally, you know, and everyone tries to live a dream and have a dream and have something to focus on and push themselves. And um, my opportunity at UTEP, I felt that I had a much better opportunity to make it to the NFL. Obviously, the position that I had, the success that I was able to uh, to achieve, and um, more so than what maybe some of my other teammates on the team did. But we were still at the same level collegiately, yep. and you know, so the numbers are a lot smaller trying to make it into the NFL or into the pros in any sport. Um, but you, I, I think, what you learn in sports is how to be actually a citizen of society. There's a lot of things that I learned athletically just from being um on time time management um making sure that i have everything done i'm holding myself accountable um especially in the, in the classroom right you had to be able to get your grades in class before you could even provide on the field so i think that you know developed my mindset of priorities um of there's always going to be life after football right not everyone can play forever and um, I think that was instilled in me from a, a young age from my parents that I've got to be somebody after football, you know, do what you can up until when you can. But then whenever you have to settle back into society, what are you going to provide to the community? And um, I feel like I've been able to do that, you know, a little different tracks of, of what I've been able to do and run a business and help other people. And um, I felt like I made an impact that way. And I feel like I'm going to make an impact moving into the next, you know, at facets of my life that I'm getting to now. So what's next next up for you? Uh, so the last four, almost five years I've been in the medical field. I've been a medical sales rep for Mm -hmm. Johnson and Johnson to Pusenthes. And for three and a half of those years, I was doing, um, I was in the, the, the trauma division of the group. So basically plates and screws to fix broken bones. So you go get an accident in your vehicle, break your leg, come into the operating room. I don't touch a patient. I don't have any contact with a patient, but I provide the materials that they're going to use in the surgery, trying to walk them through it. 
and, and get the patient taken care of. And so did that for three and a half years. And in the last year and a half, almost two years, I've been in the craniofacial region. So uh, a lot of reconstructive surgeries that are life-changing procedures for a lot of uh, younger individuals that we deal with and having a long drawn out procedure um, planning, you know, actually planning up to the procedures to, to make life-changing uh, effects on people. So um, I will say that being in the medical field, it made me have a much more uh, of a respect for doctors and for medicine and, and trusting and believing what they can actually do for individuals. And um, I think that's one big bias that's, that's out in the world of people not necessarily trusting um, medicine, especially now thinking about COVID and, and getting, um, you know, shots and everything like that. But um, it did give me a much more respect for medicine. But I've moved on from that. You know, I, I lost um, my connection with that field and I've I've had successful I, I've had successful ventures in my life and everything that I've done, I've been 100 percent all in. And if I'm not going to be all in, I'm not going to do it at all. So um, I, I was at a point in my career and in my life that I was able to walk away and try and figure out what it is that I want to do. And as I sit and think over time, it's like, what is really what am I passionate about? And really, it's football. And so what am I going to do? I'm going to get back around football. So um i want to be a, i want to be a football coach everyone's always been asking me since my career was finished why am i not coaching why am i not coaching and for the longest time it was because i felt that i still had the ability to go play i could still compete and i didn't know that i would rub off onto the next generation the way that i needed to and so i held myself away from it but now i've been able to kind of settle in understand where my spot is in football now and i feel like that's being able to give back all the knowledge that i was given in my career back to a younger generation and be able to really make an impact on a lot of younger kids' lives to be able to try and help them get to the next level. If it's just from high school into college, you know, that's great. Even if their career is going to end in high school, that's great. But I think my focus is really going to be trying to coach uh, high school football. I feel like I can make a big impact on that younger generation versus trying to coach at the collegiate or even the professional levels even. Yeah, I think high, high school got to be really rewarding. And, and you are setting people up for success already there. Like you said at UTEP, you know, you, you've learned a lot of life skills. And I think that a lot of times it's underestimated. It's, I think that the goal is, oh, you know, I want to play in the NFL or whatever sport that, you know, you want to you know, you be in. But it really does set you up for, for life. And I think it's, you know, it's got to be awesome to be part of, you know, a kid's life, you know, and whether it is high school, you know, or college or, or beyond that. It's, you know, I think that it's got to be awesome. Well, I think the big thing about it is there's so many relationships that you gain um, in any athletic field or really anywhere, you know, in any field that you work in, there's a lot of people that you're around on a daily basis that you're getting to know. And I feel like everyone has different experiences in life that they're able to pass off to you to kind of help mold and, you know, not necessarily change the trajectory of your life, but help you understand a, a certain path and, you know, things that are possible and things like that, just kind of helping you with your knowledge. And um, there's a lot of coaches that you have. There's a lot of your teammates. You think about having at least 100 teammates on a college team and not every high school is that big, but on a college team, you have 100 kids on your team. So you've got all these different people from different backgrounds and ethnicities and some people that grew up with two parents in their home or someone that grew up with just their mom or just their dad you know different situations that that you come across but you learn relationships and how we come together and we work towards a common goal and i feel like that is very effective in every everything that you can get into whether it's business life relationship um it's it's a learning experience but you bounce ideas off each other you learn together yeah, and I, I definitely think what I see around sports, and I, you know, I've been involved with UTEP football now for, I think, 22 years or so, and, and it's been such a 
great thing working with all the different athletes and, and it's great to see him ba come back on the sidelines and everything. It was great last couple of years seeing you on the sideline because you did some broadcasting, right? Or I did, yeah. I have now for for four seasons. Four seasons, uh, okay. Yeah. I don't know that we can necessarily count the COVID season because that was stripped <laughs> down to just two home games. But um, I guess ESPN had made some type of package deal with all of um, collegiate football to provide um, like an online streaming source for people to be able to access video of their favorite college teams playing on Saturdays. And so with that, UTEP knew that I was still here in town and um, asked me if I'd be interested in, in being the color analyst for the home games. And I thought it was a great opportunity as something for me to be around the program, still talk about football. And I, I feel like I know a little bit about football to be able to talk about it. So um, it, it wasn't hard to transition into that. Um, it was something that I never expected. But when the opportunity presented itself, it was like, I can't pass it up. I'm here in town. Why would I do that? And so I've enjoyed it for four years. Um, we've missed out on a few games. You know, there's there's a few that I just want to just fully cheer on UTEP over the way, uh, you know, the airwaves, but I can't quite <laughs> can't, do that. can't do that. Huh? Yeah. So uh, it took a little bit of adjusting, you know, trying to figure out what to say, how to say it and all those things for a national audience. And it was never anything that I had prepared myself for. It's exciting now. It is very exciting. Yeah. It is fun, and and you know UTEP had a you know really pretty good season. They did, right? So they you went to one bowl game. Uh, we did. We went to the New Mexico New Mexico Bowl. bowl yeah, we went to the New Mexico Bowl as well. We played against BYU. Didn't have that much success. Yeah, during I, that I remember game. that game. That wasn't. Uh, that it wasn't was. Uh, it was. It was a tough one, but you know I, I was still proud of uh, of our team and the way that we fought to be able to achieve that. That was one thing that my class was not able to achieve was making it to a bowl game until our senior year. So. Um, regardless of how it ended up, um, I can still take that away with me for my career. And um, one of the things that I was thankful for and what we were able to achieve as a team. Yeah, and I, I can see that you want to get back into you know football because there's so much adrenaline around it, right? So you got to miss that when you're doing direct TV. Yeah, well, the, 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 the competitive sales. feel about it, you know, the, the eagerness of wanting to win. I've just been so competitive with everything that I've done in my life and wanting to be the best and wanting to overachieve necessarily. And um, I don't, I in sales, it's, you know, you work, work, work all month and see what you're going to get this month. And then it's a restart, you know, and um, I don't know that that builds any kind of necessarily passion for anything like, like it is with athletics you know there's so much time that you put in in the off season to prepare for just a few games each year that you're trying to perform at your best and I think I don't know exactly how, how he said it but Kobe Bryant said it best you know it's not um the dream is the journey it's not like the finished uh I don't remember how he said it but um, the dream is, is all the work and every all the efforts that you put in to get and achieve what you want to, yeah. right, and, and get the glory or whatever, you know, all the achievements and stuff like that. But all the steps that you take in behind the scenes, there's so many fans that are out there that, you know, watch and criticize you just for your performance on that day, but they don't know all of the inside scoop of the physical therapy that you have to go through each week to even have your body ready to play and be uh, physically prepared and mentally. And it, there's so many aspects of it that, that come into being successful and um, I was lucky. Yeah, I, I was lucky. You know, I, I had a good support system. Uh, I grew up in an athletic family. Um, I, I think me coming to UTEP was great, and me being around the program now, I, I really enjoy it. Um, I'm excited about the recruiting class that they got. You know, uh, yep. Coach Demo has 
uh, really imprinted what he wants on the team. And um, I feel like since he has come into the program, I've really been a believer in trusting that he's going to turn the program around and have some success. And we're seeing that as of last year. They, you know, they made a turn. There's belief in the team. And um, the guys he's bringing in, uh, it sounds like they're going to be able to make a, a direct impact. You know, a lot of junior college players coming in with still a few years of eligibility. Yeah. They're going to be able to help the team and some younger guys that they'll be able to to develop and have on the practice squad, stuff like that. So um, excited to see what they're going to have coming in this next season. It, it really is. It really is. I, you know, it's it's been a couple of rough years, you know, the last couple of years of Kugler and then, you know, Dimmel coming in. They were rough years, but... It's definitely turning around. I think you already saw it last year, you know, the COVID year. But that, like you said, it was such a messed up year with, you know, just a couple of games here and there. But, you know, really last year I think was a turnaround. And hoping they they can sustain that. Yeah, I, I believe that they will. Uh, it's, you know, when they when you have a coaching staff change in any team, it's a, a new culture that's brought on. And so you have to get all the guys on the team to buy into the culture and, and believe in what we're trying to achieve. And everyone, obviously, you know, they want to win. But how well do we want to win? How do we want to work as a team behind the scenes to be able to win, you know, those few games that we do have those opportunities. And um, he's brought a good culture. He's got the guys believing. Um, I think some of the athletes that we're recruiting in now are, are, are at a higher caliber than the few years, maybe that the end of Kugler's career here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that the program is in, is in a good position. Their trajectory is going the right direction. And I think it's, um, it's exciting to see coming out of a successful year of a bull year with having a lot of younger guys coming back to the team to still be able to try and achieve more. That's the, the positive thinking that I'm having for them. So we'll see how it's going to turn out. I'm excited. I haven't yet decided if I'm going to do the ESPN this year yet, uh, yet or not. I, I have missed being able to be a fan and be a part of the game and enjoy it and feel like I was Trevor Vitito at the game, yeah. you know, and interact with some of the fans and stuff like that. And being on air, I'm taken away from that. So I have missed that, um, although I'm very grateful for the opportunity. I haven't made my decision, but we'll see what's going to happen this next season. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. And I'm, I'm already looking forward to it. It's like, what, in February? Right? It's coming quick. So, yeah, spring ball's basically here. Their guys are going to start working. And I, I don't know when their spring game is. Late April is typically. Yeah, I think so. I feel like when yeah, it happens. Yeah, We'll see. You know, so, but yeah, I, I always miss it. And, you know, obviously I don't play football. I'm just I'm just around it. But just the whole, you know, the, the everybody around the team and everything because a lot of the same guys for, for many years. And I always look forward to it. So Yeah, well, I'm glad to be here, you know, especially I feel like a lot of my teammates that came into school together, obviously not being from El Paso, everyone has dispersed and gone back to home or, you know, wherever their life has taken them now. And so there's a small amount of guys from the teams that are still here in town and it's nice that when you run into some of the guys that you've you know, obviously played with and went to battle with and kind of grew up with it's good seeing those guys and so the the relationships that are built even even with yourself and, and your wife and everyone that I had those relationships with in college it's like they just continue to build over years over years over years and I'm thankful for that I'm very thankful for that I'm wondering if that's the same in other cities because I think you know El Paso is kind of unique. And why did you decide to stay in El Paso? Um, well, it's kind of funny. So whenever I was in school and I was here living during college, I always said that whenever I finish school and I move out of El Paso, that I'll never come back. Okay, so I finished school, and then I went to Chicago. Well, when I got released from <laughs> Chicago, I came back here, and then I got picked up to Indianapolis. So I went to Indianapolis. I was there for a year, and then. Came back here. <laughs> and then I moved to Dallas with my direct TV business. Mm-hmm. Moved back here. And then I moved to Tucson for two years. 
and I moved back here. And so it's like something keeps drawing me back to El Paso. And one thing that I learned in my life is it's not always what you know, but sometimes who you know, and not always who you know, but who knows you. Yeah. And so I'm kind of somebody here in El Paso when it comes to, you know, a lot of the who's who in El Paso is associated with UTEP. And when UTEP football is brought up, I'm, I'm associated with UTEP football. And so I feel that I have an impact that I can make. That's why I'm thinking about coaching. Like kids at a younger level can think about, oh, I can tell them my story. You know, I used to be the quarterback over at UTEP and this was what I was able to achieve. And it kind of builds inspiration and into some younger people. And so I feel like if I were to move home and be in Dallas, I see my family and all of my childhood friends and stuff like that. But then I'm more just a, a regular person in yeah. society than what I am in El Paso. And so um, it's, it's one thing that I did realize when I was in college is that El Paso is very family oriented and, and people mm -hmm. are a lot nicer and they appreciate different things than what like the Dallas Fort Worth area is. There's a lot more money in Dallas. Not to say there's not money here, but there's a lot more money in Dallas Fort Worth. And so I feel like monetary things are the A-list of what people are looking for, where I feel like having personal relationships with people goes a lot further than what monetary things can give you. And so um, I feel like that has what's kept me here. I met my wife here. They always said, if you meet a girl, she's going to keep you here. She's not the reason that I'm still here, right? But um, didn't meet her here. We're here. We're happy. We're comfortable. But that's what's kind of kept me here. Yep. I'm kind of a similar story. I mean, you know, came here and I, I tried to leave a couple of times too and I ended up staying here and yes, I met my wife here and well, <laughs> I'm not going to comment on if she's the one that kept me here. Or not, <laughs> Fair I, I, enough. I don't, don't want to hear about that. Fair enough. So, all right. So what message do you have for, you know, like high school kids in there that really do aspire to, you know, use football at least in college and maybe to go into the pros? You know, what's, what's your message to them? Uh, I don't know that it's just even football. I think all athletes in general um, appreciate the relationships that you have. Um, always um, think clearly whenever getting instructed by coaches. Um, I, I feel like there's a lot of times that your emotions and your personal beliefs get in the way of the message maybe that's trying to be received from your coach. And I don't think that coaches would be in that position to tell you those things unless they cared about you and, and trying to help mold and, and make you a better person. Um, I think it, it, coaches are just trying to mold you to be a better person in society. Yeah, they want you to be the best athlete in that position that, that you possibly can, but they're also trying to make you the best human being that you can be at the mm -hmm. same time. Um, so I, I think trust and listen in those relationships and, and the, the advice that's given to you to be able to give it back. Um, also, education obviously comes before athletics right there's very minimal people that are born with god-given talents that are just really going to carry you through all of the end yeah. and even the the great people that we see you don't see how they prepare you know behind the scenes of what keeps them at that elite level year after year after year of their career and so um we talked about it earlier it's a much smaller pool to try and make a professional so as much as you want to be professional outside of being an athlete, what else do you want to be professional at, right? How can I make an impact in society? Or what is it that I want to do that I feel like I'm going to be giving something back, right? You can't just always take, right? You got to be able to give something back. And so um, education, put it first, right? We're student athletes before we're an athlete, right? So that's always one. It's very cliche. Everyone says it, you know, you're a student first before you're an athlete. But it's very true. If you can't get your grades, you can't play anyway. So... Um, figure out what you want to do um, and, and put your all into it, right? You, it's just like you prepare for your whatever your position is, prepare for your outside of, outside of athletics the, the exact same way. Awesome.
Awesome. That's what I would say. Uh, <laughs> all right. Great. Well, you know, thanks for, for joining in on my, on my podcast. And, you know, hopefully we'll see you back on the sidelines, you know, when uh, the, the season starts again. Well, we'll see when it comes around. Not sure what's going to happen, but I've got some time to figure it out. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Actually, my first time to join in on something like this. So I really appreciate that. If you ever want to have me back, I'm welcome to do it. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold you to that. Uh, awesome. Well, I'll be here and ready for you, and I do appreciate it. All right. Thank thanks, you. Trevor. Thank you, guys.